What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 19 of the Sailor Jerry podcast. My name is Matt Cothran, and I am still your host, and we are racking up the episodes, ladies and gentlemen. It feels good to be 19 again. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget that Sailor Jerry spiced rum is made the old school way. 92 proof, bold and smooth as hell. What's going on out there? If you're watching on YouTube, I might look a little more road weary this week. I literally just got back from Las Vegas uh, and literally we just wrapped up the first leg of our Rancid and Dropkick Murphys tour. So I have been ridden hard and put away wet, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I got in about 10 minutes ago, no lie, uh, from a great Vegas trip uh, with my brother and some other friends that we do every year as a way to kind of, uh, you know, just reconnect uh, with each other and kind of unplug from everything for a little bit. We go up to Lake Mead uh, and we jump in the water and we camp and we hang out and we just kind of talk about life and we let it all out. And uh, it was a great trip. It was an awesome trip. And uh, it feels good to be home. It feels good to be back in the podcast booth talking to all you motherfuckers out there. And uh, yeah, it's no rest for the wicked right now. I mean, we're running and gunning. Uh, you know, we got Riot Fest coming up this weekend, uh, which is crazy. You know, Bronx are playing on Saturday. And we are also playing on Sunday night, uh, an after show um, at the Cobra Lounge. So if you're in Chicago, if you're going to Riot Fest, check us out at the festival on Saturday day. And then if you're feeling freaky, get your double dose at the Cobra Lounge late night Sunday uh, after the festival wraps up. It's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend. Really, really, really looking forward to it. Um, so, you know, I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet this week because the proof is in the pudding and the man with the pudding is Jordan Buckley, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, it's time for episode 19. Jordan Buckley is a rock and roll guru. In this jam-packed episode, we discuss the incredible new Every Time I Die double album, Radical, which comes out October 22nd. We also discuss the band's triumphant return to the live stage, Jordan's flourishing art career, betting on yourself, creating without fear, spiritual awakenings, and the meaning of life. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this episode truly does have it all. Jordan is one of my favorite people on the planet. I interviewed his brother Keith back in episode seven, and so it is a great honor to have both the Buckley brothers here on the podcast. So without further ado, grab your guitar, balance your chakras, pour yourself some Sailor Jerry, and let's go. I'm good, man. It's good to see you, dude. Great to see you. I like your uh, I like your shred room. It looks pretty good. I'm having a real hard time putting together like a, a video room. It's not happening for me. Oh, really? Yeah, That's I just can't. Too. I I got this tin back here. I got like I'm literally in my room right now. Like on tour, it was a nightmare. I was like, it, it's tough. I need an office. What were yeah, I saw that you were in like you were in a fucking janitor's <laughs> closet on the water. I saw for sure. 
got to make do. I loved it. Is that a Jurassic Park shirt you have on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Life, uh, finds a way. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good franchise. It's a really, really good franchise. You know what I love is when, uh, and I don't know if you see if if this happens in Arizona, but for some reason it happens a lot in Orange County. I see the Jurassic Park uh jeeps like people still drive around in the jeeps there's like there's the jeep version and then there's like the old ford explorer version i've seen both i see them both all the time was it is it like a new reboot thing or do they actually make those no yeah they made them when they made some and i i'm you know i'm not weird car jurassic park guy so i don't know exactly how many (laughs) models were made but there well you got your your (laughs) 1994 jeep wrangler is your basic uh get her off the car yeah yeah and then they made jeeps and then they yeah they made the explorers too so i've seen both bumping around hb so i don't know what it is but that's that's a throwback dude yeah because they just did the uh that netflix does like like how it was made kind of that mini documentaries about movies and they just put out the jurassic park one so i mean this shit man these dinosaurs they're not going anywhere no 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 they're They're stuck in pop culture they're staying put for sure man when you saw it and you saw the the mosquito part with the needle and the DNA. And you're like, oh, it made that sense. Could be, that could it made be done. sense. Yeah, yes. it made it made total sense, and it actually got me hyped that it might actually happen. Yeah, yeah. From the get go, from like that's you know probably first half hour of the movie, you're like, oh, this is a true story. This is fucking awesome. This is scary. I remember going to see it at midnight with my dad. Brought me and two friends, and the first scene where the raptor eats the goat. I remember being like, oh fuck. Oh, this is, yeah, and it's real, and they eat goats. This is crazy. Yeah, it was one of the uh, Jurassic Park was one of the one of the only, or one of not the only, but one of the rare books that I read uh, before I saw the movie. And there's like a whole pterodactyl scene one in the of book those that's guys, like, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's not. It doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen a lot, but it did happen. I actually read the book, and I was like, oh shit, this is pretty. This is pretty fucking good. The other one was. Uh, the beach you've ever read the 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 beach the I, book that it's so dude. good <laughs> you love it's, the beach uh, that much dude it's well, the beach the, okay the movie is good no the beach <laughs> movie with, with uh leonardo dicaprio when he goes to thailand you i haven't that? i know what movie you're talking about but i haven't seen it that's um, good man the last time I, I i did this last year and it's fucking crazy because you're like wait a minute you just spoiled the end of this there was like a stephen king thing on hbo called uh outsiders or something oh and, yeah 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 and I was like, I was in Europe on tour and I was just like, fuck this. I'm not waiting for next week. I'm reading this book. This, <laughs> I, 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 here I am 38 years old. I never really realized you could do that. And so, I'm going to go get uh, this book. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't want to wait till Sunday night. <laughs> Dude, the last beach, I just, I think the beach, they filmed that on the same beach. I just saw old. The M. Night Shyamalan one? Did you see that oh, one? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so is it really? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, like a... ever since he hit his wind movie killed me, dude, where people were dying because of the wind. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Like yeah, that's the one that really, like, it, like, Brad and I went and saw that together, uh, and it, like, legitimately pissed me off. I was so mad. It was, was so mad. Uh, it was disappointing because that was the that was the one where you're like, oh, it's not going to be like a thing where you go into his movies and you get your fucking your wig blown off. Like once yeah. that would happen, you're just like, oh, so he just makes bad movies too. This is this yeah. Cool. The this whole time cool. I was sitting there, I was like, no way, this is gonna. Please tell me this is not the win. Don't say it's the win. <laughs> Don't, yeah, like people were like, like jumping in front of lawnmowers and stuff. It was making people jump in front of lawnmowers. <laughs> how was old was it good it was like a two-hour twilight zone and it was the same thing where you're just like i think i know the ending and then at the end you're just like it wasn't as rewarding as like figuring it out and being like i'm fucking smart it was just like oh yeah duh and you know i don't want to ruin it for you for all your for all your listeners that are still planning to go see old in the fifth week of showtime but uh it it, it was fine it was fine it was fine it was fine great review great review well uh 
Uh, hey, congratulations on uh, on the uh, the record announcement, man. You guys got a uh, a double album coming out October twenty second called yeah. Radical. Who came up with mm. the album title? Who who did that? I saw it in the <laughs> list of email. And I, 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 and the, I saw it in the list. I was like, yeah, um, I don't know. I think Keith or Steve. Nice, nice, Randy. nice. <laughs> I forget. It was in the emails. <laughs> nice, man. Where? Oh, really? I, I, I was like yeah. radical. I was like, that kind of feels like an album name where it's like either they're all out of like album names or they've been arguing about it for like three weeks. And it was like, fine, radical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was the email version of that. <laughs> nice, man. What, uh, what can you tell us about the record? I know. So, you know, we had the three songs released. Uh, I don't know. What was it? Three or four months ago? Well, we literally uh we finished recording the the week that everything got shut down i think it was like march 7th we finished of 2020 and then um five days later in chicago we the 12th that was the day everything closed and and you've been to the metro you know how like wrigley field is like across the street like like they closed baseball the day i was like watching wrigley field as they closed it it was very weird so we just had this new record that was going to come out in September of 2020. And uh, I don't know if you've, you've seen it outside, but some fucking shit happens. And uh, we had to sit on this new record for like, okay, no, the summer. Okay. No, the fall. Okay. The winter. Okay. Next spring. Okay. Next year for sure. And then, um, so we just, it's all 16 songs. We're just waiting. So we just kind of like slowly started putting a couple out just to let kids know that, you know, we weren't joking when we said we have this finished record that's just waiting to come out. But you guys were in a similar situation, right? Yeah, same thing. I mean, we, we I, it went even earlier for us. I mean, we we recorded in 2019 and it was like Ooh. we were trying to put it out in 2020, like, you know, literally like the first part of the year. And then, you know, thank God we didn't because that would have really sucked, you know, but. Uh, yeah. You know. Did you did you end up wishing you had done it differently? Because the whole time we just kind of knew like, yeah, what is the point? We put it out and then what we just sit and watch, you know? Yeah, no, but, I'm I'm so stoked we did it the way we did it because, mm-hmm. dude, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like I, I was talking to uh, fucking uh, Wes Cold Cave about this, about like singles versus like, uh, you know, albums and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, now it's, 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 it's crazy to, you know, and, and this is, I wanted to ask you this because, you know, in the age of the short attention span, you're releasing a double album. Right. Oops. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> you know, which is, which is badass. But what do you think about like, you know, about, you know, singles versus albums. And then it's like, you know, when you release something, you know, you, like fans are going to always listen to, to the record. They're going to dive in. Uh-huh. They're going to read the lyrics. They're going to go into the riffs. Um, but it's, it's just, it's difficult nowadays to try to give something you work so hard on, um, you know, the, the respect and the, and the spotlight that it deserves, you know? So it's like, um, you know, how do you, how, how do you feel about rolling out, you know, a double album nowadays? It's, it, it was kind of like a big dick wag of an idea when we like pre COVID it's like we, obviously we're leaning towards like well we got to cut some (laughs) we can't just put 16 songs out and it sounds it sounds pretty cocky but we were just like we loved them all you know yeah we couldn't really make an an argument for it and then so as the pandemic went along it just seemed like more and we were just like i don't think we're joking about the 16 song thing anymore i think like we're actually for real like like especially now because it's been so long now it's just like okay here have them all just take them all take them take them take them because it's such like an energy block where you're just like these songs are literally two years three years old to me and so now they're new to other people and yeah so i guess it was just more like a what what is the weight at this point just give it give everybody everything we got and yeah uh, let's let's just hit the ground running or as, as close to running as we can yeah, man, that makes sense. And it's like, I think sometimes with, you know, when you when you when you're working on an album like that, sometimes if you try to pull, it's like Jenga, if you try to like, if you pull one song out, it just doesn't make sense anymore. It like feels weird, right. it throws the balance of the album off. That's such a good like, analogy. Absolutely. And we, 
there was a we our both our bands have been around for for all the phases and and for a while there was like a phase of like having a really good b-side like b-sides weren't like the ones that didn't make it like for there was a period where you're just like wait a minute the b-side is like this band's best song like uh you know weezer's uh you gave your love to me softly is the b-side it's a fucking awesome song and oasis oasis has got a couple of those too right green green dude so we did that for an album or two but then it like it really confused people because like why'd you cut this song and we didn't cut it it's just we just I think it was back in the day when like you had two kinds of CDs. You had like the 12 song <laughs> CD. But then if you spent like $3 more, you got two more songs. So like we were always like pushed to do that. Like, okay, well, you're gonna have the 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 album is gonna be on sale, but then we can trick them and then you trick you get like two scans or something. It's, so you always we <laughs> there was like 10 years where you always needed like three extra songs to like milk like more money from people that actually bought the records so now who knows man it's 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 anybody's guess it's fair game everybody just does what they want and and, and we all get to kind of observe and see what works it's cool yeah man right on and the uh the uh, latest single you guys dropped with the video uh post boredom is an awesome awesome track man and uh thank you what yeah, man, absolutely. I've been like enjoying everything you guys have put out on this album. Everything just sounds oh, killer. Likewise, the, uh, likewise. The, thank you, man. Thank you. The recording sounds absolutely incredible. Who produced it? Where'd you guys record it? Um, Will Putney. He did it again. He did our last one, Low Teens. And we got this nice deal where um, there's a really, really, really nice studio in Buffalo. Um, uh, Robbie Goo owns it. Yeah, some of that some of that black balloon money. But <laughs> <laughs> when you slide into the kitchen to fucking make some coffee, you might run into run into a goo or two. Um and so we got Will, he's from New Jersey, and he's just like, Oh, this studio is like nicer than my studio. So how about we kind of talked him into coming to Buffalo the last two times and the studio's making a real nice name for itself. Like, it's like, a, I don't know if you know, like West Side Gun and all those Griselda dudes from Buffalo. They're, they like record there all the time. And we got a buddy of ours, Jay, who takes care of us. And he helps us demo whenever we need to. So this new one, same exact process as, uh, as the one before it. Bring Will Putney to Buffalo. And um, we recorded it right downtown, like seven days a week. Um, Six, maybe, depending. And uh, Andy had to take a couple breaks to go be a professional wrestler. And it was yeah. uh, it was a real fun time, man. It was a real fun time. A lot, of, a lot of hard work went into this one, for sure. Right on, man. Right on. What does uh, what a, what a song generation look like in, in ETID? Like, who are you? Are you guys, like, do you and Andy and, and Steve kind of all bring ideas to the table musically? Does it start with you? Does it start with Andy? Is it? just parts of songs or do you guys jam stuff um, out together it was i came i came very prepared this time around just because we had time to dedicate to it i think uh, uh before that where i kind of got into the whole home recording stuff yeah and, yeah and dicking around and so that was really the first time i ever fucked around with anything like that and so this time i came I came very prepared, but so did everybody else, you know, and it was definitely a, you come to practice, you're like, here's our fucking thing, you write the song, you do it all together, uh, me, Steve, Goose, Andy, and then once the music's all done, we get it to Keith, like Keith doesn't really, doesn't write with us, we don't even hear vocals until like the last week of recording, um, it's such a, but that's just how we've always done it, Yeah. so I, that's I feel a weird. Yeah, I feel weird saying that, but I've always felt weird over the last 20 some years. It's like, oh, yeah, we just write all the music and then we kind of like give it to Keith. And then like the the, the writing, like uh, like it, like in some kind of monster where they're all like sitting around like writing lyrics <laughs> together. Like that. that's I, I think people think that's how a band ha practice happens, but that's that's not how ours happens. Uh, that's <laughs> um, one of the greatest and, lyrical, you know, 
brainstorms yeah, the, of all time. This is the something that makes you something. <laughs> so, yeah. And so uh, this time, <laughs> the last time I had a kid right before. And so I just kind of called, Daniel was our drummer. And I just let Steve and Andy and Daniel know like, hey, I'm going to take like, for the first time ever, can you guys like start recording without me? Or not recording, but writing. And so they on low teams wrote like three songs before I showed up um, just so I could hang out, you know, do the whole, do the whole raising a child thing. Yeah. Um, and then, so this time around, Andy was kind of been like, Hey, I'm going to go be a professional wrestler on Wednesdays. And so I was just like, <laughs> Oh, totally. You picked up the sack for me last time. I'll pick up the sack for you this time. And, and it was just back to business where me, Steve would be there every day. I'd be there every day. Goose would be there every day. And he would be there, you know, five, six days a week. And like, this dude was crazy, like literally flying. And then like, we'd see him like on TV later that night wrestling and be like, oh, what's up? There's Andy. And he'll uh, just be like, oh, fuck, can you just record this one part for me? I forgot that I got, uh, you know, I got to, I got to get thrown through some shit today. And I, <laughs> dude, he was getting, he get, have you watched him yet? I know I'm going to go off on yeah. the wrestling. No, 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 do it, do it, dude. It's so good. I'm so, I'm yeah. so, I'm so proud of it, man. We, I missed yeah. you, uh, in, in Buffalo. Cause your flight got delayed the last time we were there. Right. Like, what was it? Two, two, three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But I saw him and, uh, and man, it was, it was, it was so great to see him and does he looks great, you know, but he's got, yeah. he's got like, uh, you know how like uh how Vietnam guys they get like the the shit stare, you know? He's got like a he's he's got <laughs> He's seen it. He's just he's different now. Yeah. He's just he's just he's just different now, dude. It's <laughs> his wig is fried literally and and figuratively. Um but yeah, back to your question. So so I, I was gonna ask you guys, do you do the same thing? You're a singer, but do you take take uh are you kind of there with the, some kind of monster vibe of practice? Or I know uh, Joby writes a lot of it. Does he just kind of just show up and say like, here, fucking play this stuff? Or how do you guys do it? We do it like, uh, you know, it's basically like, you know, everything kind of starts with, we learned a long time ago that we're not like a jam band. So we have to have yeah. like some sort of structure. So basically either uh, Joby, uh, Ken, Brad, they'll send me, you know, uh, like a, just a guitar riff or an idea for a song. I'll dump it into Logic or whatever and, and you know, spend a little time with it, trying to put like a, a rough melody or a lyric or whatever, see if anything happens. And then just kind of going off of that, we'll be like, hey, there's like something cool here to explore. Let's take it to the group and, and, and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just do it that way, you know, but for me, it's really like it's like it's hard for me to like I procrastinate and it's like I'm already lyrics are the last thing we do anyways when we're recording so I try really hard to be uh you just get, you gotta do it. that Anthony Kiedis you just get in there and scat right yeah I gotta be in there I gotta be in there you know getting my ding a ding dang you know you know so but but i i I like that and it's also like you know if something feels good and it's like okay this chorus feels great but let's you know let's do it two here and four here and any of that kind of shit that you can do to kind of just get ahead of it feels good to be in the room um you know but yeah it's like i like i understand i I think keith's you know uh you know method is more of a probably just more of a pure writer's method you know which which is i think what we all kind of like secretly want to do is like have all the music and then just like you know you imagine sitting down with like a feather pen or something and just like writing all these lyrics you know (laughs) yeah it's trippy for me it's trippy too because we'll write it and so just naturally i'll by the time I hear it done, it's it's changed so much in my head. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and and so when I put like weird shit in my head, when I hear weird shit, sometimes it's vocals, sometimes it's, like this song, that last song you're talking about, post boredom, then we put the video for. I mean, there was like talk of a, of of a saxophone solo in there, um, and it's so trippy to me because I'll write it with with. Honestly, man, straight up, I thought that song was going to get rejected for being like too happy. You know what I mean? And because it has that, 
that kind of rocket from the crypt vibe, like almost like a start, stop, start, stop riff kind of thing where I was actually trying, I think I wrote it at the end of the writing because I was just like, you know, you're burnt out after writing so many fucking riffs and songs that you're just like, yeah. I'm going to write the easiest, happiest song I can. And then it's a good six months before yeah. maybe and then that year, ends up being the two. single. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, all of a sudden the song that you thought was, you know, too happy and almost had a saxophone solo is just got a whole different vibe because other people hear it and then they, you know, put their ingredients in and you got a nice beautiful stew at the end of the fucking, at the end of the practice. Yeah, man, absolutely. Who would be playing the saxophone? Who, you're not bringing in an outsider. Who, so who- We're bringing in an outsider. You got a sax guy? Is it? <laughs> Andy has a sax. Like it's, it was kind of funny. Like you're jogging like a, a, a memory of a joke where like I did bring it up as like 30, like 35% serious, 40% serious. And then Andy was, I, I remember him being like, I, I got a sax guy. Like, like he yeah. like perked up. Like, yeah. well, if, if anyone's got a sax guy, it's Andy. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure, man. And, and that's, uh, yeah, it's it, that's cool how that song came together, and and it's rad that you guys write that way. I think when you when you listen to to every time I die, there is that kind of uh, it, it's it's weird. It's not like a it, it's not a negative thing, but the way the lyrics kind of sit on top of the music, I think, and knowing how you guys write, um, <laughs> it, there is like almost like a uh, a separation to it. But it's like it 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 just it it's just the way you guys sound. It's like it's always been something that I thought was really cool because you have you know the music is always incredible. And then you know Keith lyrically, you know the way he kind of sits on top of the songs and also the way his lyrics kind of exist on their own kind of way in their own kind of way is just it's really cool and it's yeah. really unique, man. Yeah, you get to kind of be an observer um, in the band too, you know, because you're waiting to see what he does with a song just like you're waiting to see what he does with the song so it is i i uh when you're writing when you're writing are you you kind of like when you're writing do you kind of like let's see what he does with this you know (laughs) uh, you keep reminding me inside jokes where if we have if we have a part that's like kind of cool but not like completely cool that's our joke is like uh keith will do something cool so like we'll like we'll get to a part and we'll kind of like all look at each other like eh, should we fix the part or eh, kids will do something cool and it gets to the point where like as we're like mapping out songs on the board we'll even like write in like in parentheses Keith does something cool here um, and then five months later you're like oh he did he did something cool there you guys just played uh, your first show in a while right I mean you did the uh... You did two shows, yeah. but you did you did one little club show, and then what was the other one? You did Worcester, the outdoor stage. That shit was crazy looking. Yeah, we it was a Ghost Inside show that was rescheduled. It was supposed to be last year, and so it was our first show back, calendar wise. Um, and so it was selling really well, and it was going to be very big. And so we we kind of I was like, well, how about our first show in a year and a half isn't in front of like. Yeah, yeah. 8,000 people. So we are good buddies with the guy who owns a little club here. And so we're like, let's do a little practice warm up show. We did that. It was really fucking cool. It like sold out in like 10 minutes. Real hot, real sweaty, just the fucking way we remember it. And uh, so we got all the all the cobwebs off that. I, I think if I do say so myself, I think we sounded great. And so it's, it's hard to play 25 songs. I forgot how hard it is. I, I didn't the heat I knew was going to get to me and the, and the moisture I knew was going to get to me, but I forgot how fucking heavy guitars are to pl- to hold, to actually have a guitar on for like 25 songs. So that's, uh, that's, it's, it's all coming back to me now. And then, yeah, two days later we played Worcester outside. Uh, that was awesome. Um, we got like two or three more shows this month. We're just kind of piecing it all back together. Cause nobody really knows. Everyone's still just, dipping their toes and figuring out what what we're allowed to do what we're not allowed to do and um it's you know it's what we want to do i want to i want to i want to plug in to somewhere to plug in and so we're going to memphis i think this month we're going to furnace fest this month um and then uh comes out in october and then november it's kind of that's when it gets into like high year like non-stop touring kind of shit 
Awesome, man. Yeah, it, uh, it had to feel good to to get out there and play that that little hometown gig. Um, that that Dude, must have been uh, an amazing feeling, right? It, oh, walking on stage and realizing that your amps aren't even turned on, like all, <laughs> like all the things are coming back. It was awesome. Like walking on, oh shit. Um, it, but it was fun. It was it was really cool. Uh, I forgot that stages get slippery. So like during the first like five minutes, it was just people like, eating shit, trying to stage dive, doing the thing where they like put their foot on the oh, monitor yeah. and then the monitor's wet. Yeah. And so heavy guitars and wet stages. I got to, I got to write down all the things that I, that I got to remember to remember. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you guys are still doing Tid the Season this year, right? Yep. Yep. What? Yep. You got, you got any uh, teasers for the lineup? What are you guys thinking? Come on, I give it, do. give me like a little, like a little hint, like just a little something. <laughs> you know? I, can I, I don't even know anymore. Like I feel, is, is, okay, is, let me ask is, you. No, dude, no one watches this. No one watches yeah, I this. I don't, did you detach a little too much? Like coming back to band life, was it like a little, a little weirder than you thought it was going to be? I had a hard time kind of getting back into the, you know, being the actual singer of a band. I was like, it turned into some weird, like, like record label guy or something during the <laughs> pandemic. I, it, was like, it was cool coming back into all that stuff and actually, you know, playing, but honestly it was a lot, you know, coming back yeah. and jumping in on tour and doing that whole thing again. It was cool as fuck though, man. And Rancid was dope. Dropkick Murphy's is good. And, you know, we got uh fucking, Riot Fest, punk rock bowling, yes. second leg of tour coming right up. So that's dude. I gotta cool. ask. I gotta yeah. ask. Is Tim, is his guitar plugged in? It's so low when he plays. Then he's they're perfect, but there's no way. There's no way he he's like actually playing. Is he? Because they sound amazing. Dude, he's plugged in. He's plugged in. He's legit. He's dude. I tell you what. What's really what's really fucking funny about them is they're super competitive like they claim to be the wiffle ball like they're undefeated in like wiffle ball like you know tournaments uh -huh. and i played uh i was playing tim and uh air bubble hockey backstage uh in connecticut and he was like dude i was dying the bubble because so of covid yes yes exactly exactly <laughs> you gotta wrap it up you gotta wrap it up but uh but yeah we were playing and dude i was just dying because he was like super competitive you know he's sitting over there he's got the beard the dreadlocks and you know you're just it, but yeah dude he's he's plugged in he's ripping he's cool as fuck, yeah. man that's awesome that's so cool yeah, i can yeah, see yeah. that i can see that yeah he's like he's, one of the guys the that like man. goes back like he goes and he gets his own ball like if he's losing and he like puts in his wiffle ball and yeah I, yeah yeah, so we got we got we got wiffle ball planned for the second leg, but they don't know that Joby used to pitch in college. So that's kind of our uh wiffle ball. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. College wiffle ball. <laughs> no, you dumbass baseball. Regular <laughs> regular baseball. Joby, Joby's Joby's a ringer. I'll I'll never forget one time he uh the bass player for distillers, Ryan Sin, we were at some festival in 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 Europe. And he wanted to play this beer joust thing. He was he was on one for a little while there, and it was just like you go back to back, and then you walk ten paces, you turn around, and you drink a beer and throw it at the person. I don't know what the fuck it was. Okay. Anyways, okay. Joby hauls off. They 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 do their paces. They turn around. Joby hauls off and just throws his beer right at him, and it just hits him right in the nose, and just <laughs> just. <laughs> It was, it was amazing, amazing, and like very, very awkward, very awkward. Oh, I <laughs> very, can feel it. I can feel yeah, it. Yeah, oh. very, very awkward yeah. for a little while. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a quick commercial break so we can refill our world-famous Jerry Loves Ginger cocktails. If you've never had one, follow along. Here we go. One part Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum, three parts Ginger Beer. That's it. You add the Sailor Jerry to an empty rocks glass, you fill it with ice, top it with ginger beer, and garnish it with lime, or if you're feeling fancy, some candied ginger. That's it. Now back to the show. So let's, uh, let's go back in time here, okay? Let's travel uh, back okay, okay, to when uh, I learned uh, of a new, uh, a new layer uh, to Jordan Buckley, and that was on Warp Tour, which was, I think it was two... 2008 maybe 2006 yeah. i'm not quite sure what year it was but uh you guys had a bus that was like a pirate ship 
Yes. I remember that. Yes. 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 You guys had a bus that was like a pirate ship. And I came onto the bus to uh, try to get some sort of beer or cheap thrill. And some kind of beer. I heard some, you know, some music going on in the back lounge, some very kind of like calming, centering, uh, you know, sort of zen-like thing. And I walk in the back and I saw you for the very first time uh, sketching uh, yeah. in, in a book. And I had no clue uh, that you, uh, you know, drew that you were an artist of, uh, of any kind outside of, you know, being a guitarist and a, a kick-ass band member. Uh, and I was blown away. Great friend. And great friend, great friend, incredible <laughs> lover. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I was, I was blown away, man. I was like, this is so fucking cool. And uh, it was super, you know, detailed. Your work is very meticulous. And, um, you know, I wanted to talk about JBWW, you know, getting that okay, started. Good, good. Yeah, you know, and, and when, you know, because obviously, you know, a lot of people who follow the band know, you know, a, about your art and stuff like that, but huh. kind of detaching a little bit from the band, um, you know, where did kind of that side of, uh, of you get started? Um, I, all my life, I was, uh, uh, I, I leaned that way. I, um, don't want to brag, but I won the first grade uh, field trip drawing contest to Perry's Ice Cream Factory when I drew the field trip the best, and I, I won a t-shirt. Um, and then in fourth grade, I won the uh, yearbook drawing cover contest. And it was just like, um, you know, the kind of thing where, where if a kid's kind of good at something, you kind of feed that. And, and so I kind of fed that because it did make me kind of make me feel like, oh, this is, this is the one thing I do and that I got. Um, and I loved it. Went to, uh, I majored in illustration at the University of Buffalo and doing like figure drawing. I fucking love figure drawing so much. And then quite simply, the band got to the point where this is pre-internet. So you kind of had to tour to, to, to get, if you wanted people to hear about your band, you literally had to drive to their city and tell and say here we are and so it was it was one or the other and uh we went full-time band so then i just kind of stopped you know you know how that goes where yeah. then a couple of years go by and you're just like oh i should do that thing that's super healthy and you know stimulating and inspiring and instead of just uh you know the drinking and, and all the other fun activities you find on tour um I mean, if you're quitting school, you're not going to go doing your homework on tour. You know, you just you just dropped out of college. I'm not bringing yeah. up. School's off for summer, you know. So you have to be an adult at some point and be like, oh, well, I'm, I don't have to go back to that, but I want to go back <laughs> to that. So I did. Started drawing shit. Um, and then the fucking dude, honestly, Jordan Buck, there's this other Jordan Buckley, and he's had JordanBuckley.com. I talked to him every day. I was like, you want to sell this thing yet? Nope. I'm going to do something with it one day. It's like, okay, why, why are you rent it to me? No, like this dude, just, just like he's had jordanbuckley.com. And it's at the point now where I'm just like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing today? Can I have the website yet, please? And um, so I, I'm still waiting for that. So I just went with Jordan Buckley worldwide because I, I went, I, I, uh, I think I had watched Step Brothers and prestige worldwide made me laugh. And so now I am dude, New website, I, I leased a, a new office space thing. I got a new printer. I'm literally going to be reprinting and selling every single poster I've ever made. And uh, now I just, you know, I'm, I, I feel like if we did this podcast again in a month, I would have a lot more information for you. But right now I got like a half-built website, a domain name that I'm, I'm almost there. I feel like this is the time. Dude, what's, this guy's, what's this guy's deal? Dude, why, that we got to get, I mean, you know. He says he's got that, plans for it. He says what, for the last 10 years, he says he's got plans for it. Dude, we need <laughs> to get, you got to get some sort of hardcore goons on this guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bully him. <laughs> unless I have to. No, and, and, and so quite simply, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm so excited because I've just been drawing nonstop. Uh, especially this last couple of years, I've really like sank into a, a, a nice flow and a nice groove with 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 what I'm making and and the confidence is is kind of uh, where it's never been before. So I, I 
it's like, you know, help or get out of the way, Jordan Buckley. You know, what do I, well, I got to go, I don't have to go middle name. I don't have to Jordan Taylor Buckley.com. No, or, that doesn't, uh, that's like, yeah, I know. Jonathan Taylor, no, no, Jonathan, no, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. You got the tool time <laughs> kid. <laughs> Everyone's going to think they're going to my page or going to the tool time kid. Uh, so I, yeah, if you could, I think, I don't know, maybe Dr. Jordan, could I just lie and say like drjordanbuckley.com? Maybe. That's good. Yeah, man. So I've, I've just been drawing and I've just, I've used JBWW as a way to just sell anything I've made the last like decade at, from tour posters, t-shirts. Um, I'm doing like a, a, a t-shirt for like a, a Griselda every time I die shirt. I, I don't even know what that's for. Um, we got this, I'm painting a mural at this fucking house in Buffalo. Like it's, it's the Renaissance is upon us, Matt. It's a good time to be alive right now. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, but, I do, man. I, I feel it. I feel it. And I, I'm stoked that you're that you're, you know, in the zone too, man, creatively. Yeah, it's yeah. like you did uh, you know, we we can announce uh we can announce now yes. that you did uh you did a cover art for our actual our next single that's coming out, yeah. a song called High Five, um, on the Bronx Six record, and you absolutely knocked the artwork out of the park. So thank you very much, my man. I appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Thanks for having me. It was uh I love that song and, and I was dude, I'm like my creative juices you fucking tapped into something because i'm like i i was sending you stuff i was like driving around with a gopro i'm like making a video for it i'm just like <laughs> i like i don't know what's going on with me it's 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 an awesome song and i'm so glad to be a part and, and it was funny too I, I i'm sure i brought this up to you about uh you know i used to live in california me and you would hang out and now i live in arizona and then you're like hey here's a song about a fucking asshole they used to live in California and now lives in Arizona. But no, 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 I, I, no. I the song is not about you. The song ah, is not so about bad. you. I know, it know is, that. I it, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, it, like, big up. I was like, what what if the whole campaign was like this <laughs> giant <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> way? <laughs> I'm sick of hanging out with Jordan like once every three months. I gotta write a song. <laughs> oh god no man but you no, absolutely great, man. killed it and uh, i'm excited to yeah. show people the artwork and and uh, uh yeah man thank you thank you very much for being a part of it well no that's how everything just kind of aligned because even while i was doing it was like a month in arizona where the flowers bloom on top of cactus cacti so i didn't even really know that so i was able to actually like use real life for inspiration i like walked outside and i was like like some sort of fucking renaissance man just fucking yeah. drawing flowers and shit and so that's why i was so excited about like dude this is all lining up even the even the joke about the arizona lyric uh but but and so i was able to draw that in the um on the cover uh i do do there's fucking like hot air balloons just randomly in arizona and so it, i was able to really use my surroundings and it worked out great i i had so much fun i can't wait for everybody to see it Awesome, man. Awesome. I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, launching uh, JBWW because I think that, you know, especially now, you know, in the, the modern landscape for artists, it's so cool because mm. you literally can, uh, you know, you can put your work out there, you know, on, on the internet, whether it's music on, you know, something as simple as like SoundCloud or, or whatever, or, you know, Instagram for, you know, visual artists, anything like that. And I think that there's a lot of um, young artists out there that are still kind of, you know, whether it's insecurity with their work or whatever, that are still just there's taking that first step in like launching a store is is mm -hmm. very kind of nerve wracking. You know what I mean? It's like it's super, absolutely. It, yeah, it's it's. Oh, you're asking to be judged. You're asking to yeah. be judged, and, and nobody wants that. Um, and you can you can you can say that you make art for yourself and not anybody else, but you have to be really careful to to not let those distractions stop you from, from making great things. So yeah, fear is a, fear is a deterrent for sure. And so you have to just, it's kind of what makes artists like me and you kind of fearless is that the fact that we have to go, all right, I don't care if you think this sucks. I, I maybe it does. And maybe I need like people to tell me it sucks. Um, it's a very, you, it, it, it takes a lot of mental strength to to do what we do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. What what kind of um, you know what what advice would you give you know to to artists out there that are just kind of like 
you know, that are kind of, you know, on, on the ledge, so to speak, creatively, you know, is it, is it, is it just jump off and just go for it? You know, is it, is it just, you know, just um, learn as you go? Uh, I think one of the most important things I've learned even recently is the importance of, of making mistakes and fucking up. And if I, I always like to say, if you work on a drawing for a week and you fucking rip it up and you think you suck and it's awful, but then you get over it and then you spend another week on it and it's awesome. That, that drawing is not, it did not take you a week. That drawing took you two weeks because the part where the, the one you ripped up is just as important. It's part of the process. So don't see going backwards as going backwards. See it all as going forward, seeing it all as a learning experience. Um, I used to be hard on myself just from the get-go, just because like, oh, this sucks already. This sucks already. Well, it's not, it's like I tell my kid, you're not supposed to be good at everything right away. You got to get good at it. So I would take that, okay, example of you not doing something that's beneficial for you, you not living your full potential, and then you realize, holy shit, that shit happens millions of times a day. Like I should be doing this, but I stop myself. I should be doing that, but I convince myself to be afraid of it. I should be doing that, but I convince myself that no, uh, I might fail, so I won't. Um, meanwhile, that's once you cross every one of those hurdles, that's that's where the fucking excitement in life is. Life exists on the other side of the fear. You have to go right through it. If I was talking to someone who went along, who had the same like insecurity issues as, as I do, I would say, yeah, unfortunately, you have to push forward you have to look at something that's bad and you have to say i can't wait until this isn't bad anymore you know and only you can see it that's why yeah, same way with 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 your art same way with with writing a song you can hear it you can see it before anyone else can you kind of just have to have that faith in yourself and that trust in yourself so yeah it, it 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 i would say if you want me to keep rambling, I'll keep rambling. Yeah, be around people that are not going to make you feel dumb for having it suck at at at, at the beginning is 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 very important. Be very good to yourself. Yeah, I think that's awesome advice, man. Yeah. I think that's cool as fuck because it is. It's and and once you can get past like that first step of just like okay, the the store's live, my stuff's on the internet. Like, you know, you get so wrapped up in like whether or not it sells or what people think about right, it. Right, but right. I think when you realize once you actually get past that first step, those things all kind of like they all kind of fade away a little bit, you know, and you, yeah, you because get super that's, excited. Right, right. And and you can't you have to not be discouraged. Um, but yeah, I think you take little small victories, baby steps. Um I know the first time I made t-shirts, I was just like, I, I just couldn't get it right. Like I, I couldn't get it to look how I wanted to look. So um, you, you, you really got to go easy on yourself and, and just look at the, the small victories. And um, I think everyone is so deep down proud of anyone that does that anyway. Like who's going to actually be a dick and be like, Oh, this guy fucking, this uh, this idiot entrepreneur barely can uh, keep my interest for more than four minutes. You know, like it, it, I think everyone sees it as holy shit, this guy's got his shit together. And then you can work on the product, even even if even if that's it's almost very separate, like the product and then the actual action, the fucking the solar plexus chakra, the actual thing that makes you like get up and go, okay, cool. Well, it's for sale, and then you got to market, and then it's on. Uh, you got to make sure the materials are good. There's so much that goes into it. It is, yeah. it is very hard. You know, Matt, you're talking me out of it. I quit. I quit. I quit. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're making look, me realize how look. fucking hard this is. No, look, it's, all's, it's fun. All you need is, is, is a little website update. You got that coming. You know, it's, you're good to go. <laughs> you know, you're, you're it, good to go, man. What what kind of stops me in my tracks is I will care way more about the art and the presentation than the marketing aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'll make a shirt and it won't sell for anything, but I'm just so happy about the shirts. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I should be more happy about this other one that's selling better. But I like the art on this one more. So it's it's almost like you need a good a good team, too, to keep you in check and, and, and kind of let let you 
be the crazy artist while someone else helps the um the the back end and i've always had really 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 good people helping me too so that's another thing know your flaws get some good people around you that encourage you and um just fucking go for it you like literally have no reason not to like yeah. there's no, there's absolutely there's no reason to think about a time where you're 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 in life being like oh i'm glad i didn't try that one thing like no you gotta fucking try everything make a web store only fans Dude, whatever you got to do, just like create, get it out there. Uh, you'll find out what works and what doesn't. You'll find out what you like. You'll find out what you don't like. You, uh, like I said, man, I, I love making posters and I never would have found out how much I love making posters if I hadn't uh, started with t-shirts. It's that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You go to a show, you don't know you like ska. All of a sudden the, the opening band's ska. Yeah. Next thing yeah, you know, you're a ska you know, Yeah, you got to check her belt on. <laughs> Next thing you know. So what's, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's down the pipeline for you creatively as an artist? Like I know, you know, you, you've crossed over to, you know, and maybe I'm wrong here, but like almost like mostly like a digital, um, you know, kind of realm. Are you, are you going back? I would love to see just as a fan of your work, I would love to see you do like, uh, you know, like a, you know, more traditional, like almost like on canvas, like show type, the gallery show type thing. Is that something that interests you at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to where, if you ever see me doing anything on the iPad, it's, it's, it's work related. Like I'm getting paid for that. Um, but the lust of the art and, and yeah, dude, I've taken nude figure drawing classes this year because yeah, yeah. Of, of, of just how much I want to, if you can figure draw, you can do, you learn so much. You learn shading, you learn yeah. composition, you learn depth, you learn uh, contour, you learn everything if you can draw uh, naked people. If you think about it, an old naked yeah. man, there's a lot to draw there, or, or or very large women, and they just you know you get in the in the in the middle, and then you know you it's just like in the fucking stupid like any stupid show where they take an yeah. art class where they're like straddling yeah. it and yeah. you sit on it, and it's fucking awesome. And I I want to do more. I did it yeah a couple times this year and. and I'll fucking draw you naked, man. I'll come over yeah, right now. That's, why, that's where I was going. Good. That's where I was going yeah. with this. So I'm doing the one t-shirt now. We practice, me and Steve bought the house that we practice in and I'm painting a mural in that. And so that uh, is definitely teaching me how to paint, like actual paint, paint, paint. And so that's coming along fucking awesome. And yes, my goal, now that I have like a wall, an office space and now that I have an actual printer, of my own is to do actual paintings and then actually print them myself and have them look really nice and not just have to pay someone else to do it for me. Uh, that yeah. is, that is the go dude. I'm like, I, my, my, my hands cannot move fast enough. I, all I've been doing is just like drawing and painting and writing music. And it's, it's, it's nice to kind of have, I feel like my uh, inspiration is, is it's got a nice backlog that I can dip yeah. into. But yeah, you're That's absolutely awesome. right, man. I, I need to get I need to get Peyton, get my hands a little a little dirtier than than the digital stuff can do for sure. Well, I mean you're just it I, I've always just been kind of curious about, you know, where like as an artist where you want to go, you know, like where mm-hmm. where kind of your next step is, you know, and it's like No, that's the you're... ultimate that's the ultimate goal. I think if you can paint acrylics on canvas well, that's like undeniable. That's where you, that's that's the the plateau. No, is the plateau? No, plateaus are bad. The peak. The peak. I want to get to the yeah. peak, summit. and then I want to plateau. I want to sit. I want to summit at the peak. Classic. Um, and so I'm I'm headed there. Nice man. And who are so some maybe of I'll your? Just, I'll, I'll just do some new drawings at shows. If you just in, in Europe. I. I see that. Yeah, it's got to be in Europe. It's got to be in Europe. <laughs> got to be in Europe. It makes sense. And, and, and Europe, it makes sense. That would be. You know, how I, fucking I, funny would it be is if, like, on that tour, it's like, oh, Matt, remember when we were talking? Well, it's it's a reality now. So you just walk back there one day, and I just got the I got a dude model, fucking waiting at the at the O2 Academy, just in the green room where the fucking showers are never warm, and the meat yeah. is sweaty. That feels like the like the top tier of like a weird Kickstarter or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, yeah, like like doors for the show are at like six, but come and draw naked fucking people with Jordan and Matt at four o'clock. 
there you go that's uh that's my type of meet and greet i like that that's that's, that's a good one who are uh, who are some of the artists that that you that you dig that you respect that you love uh you know they who are some of the people you're into uh derek hess started me out for sure when i saw him he did that converge cover and um him and his manager are actually like helping me out big time with this whole printer website thing awesome. um yeah so they're they're a nice model to look up to. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Greg Simpkins is probably like my favorite painter. He's incredible now. Um, I'm just looking looking through all my bills. I'm you know Alex uh, Pardee is a good friend of mine. Um, my yeah, John Wayshack. John Wayshack is a is an illustrator who I I think I just don't believe him when i see his drawings i just cannot fucking believe it he's got like a ralph steadman kind of thing yeah. i like john uh, i like jeremy fish for like the the more monochromatic like simpler stuff the his colors are good um his his colors are good it makes me feel real nice when i look at his paintings hell yeah hell yeah um going back to uh the uh the band for a second here and i, I don't yeah. want to take up too much more of your time but dude I, um, i'm here all day whatever you want to do whatever you want to do <laughs> um you know so the band what the band started what 97 90, 96 98 okay yeah so band started 98 so you're well over uh you know 20 years now um you know you guys are a lot like us in the way where you know you're very hands-on and and you know kind of steer your own ship in a lot of ways um uh-huh. you know what every man for himself yeah <laughs> right <laughs> like what well it's true though because even like you're saying you know because at this point we kind of know you know yeah 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 everyone's yeah. got to do their own thing and you got to respect everyone's individual lives but you also have this amazing you know love and respect for something that you've all worked so hard to build and and maintain yeah. so what you know what's you know what kind of keeps the band what kind of keeps the band going it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier where i don't know yet like it's it, i was really truly at that point that mad max like oh this might never happen again like all that matters is is holy shit fuck i've never had to worry about not being in a band before but over the last year and a half it's just like well it, it wouldn't be stupid to maybe start thinking about that happening so um we toured so much that i was just like Oh, I've been praying for a year off forever anyway. So now I have one <laughs> yeah. and I'm just going to make the most of it. Um, and that's when I, I got real, 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 real healthy and real, real into the shit that I, that you can't be into when you're waking up in a hotel and eating gas station food every day. So um, I guess the answer to your question is I don't know. And I'm excited to find out because yeah. the two shows we played, I, those are more for like, okay, let's just make sure we can play the songs still. Like, let's make sure that like, we know, we remember how to plug in our gear and turn it on. Cause I literally didn't even remember that. So it was kind of like a monkey off your back kind of thing. And so we got the monkey off our back and now I, I get to find out what's fun about beating every time I die. I get to, I get to, I get to see it with brand new eyes because you got it taken away from you. You know, like that's what I'm about to embark into is this, this thing that got taken away from me. And so I had to make do without it. And so now I kind of get to do it from a point of view of really enjoying it, like enjoying it more than I've ever enjoyed it before because of the, the don't know what you got till it's gone effect that kind of took over last year. Yeah, man. I think, and I think that translates to, to your fans as well. I mean, at least, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, I mean, personally hearing those new songs coming back, man, it was like, it, it just hit me, it hit me different, man. And I think that people in general, you know, are very kind of appreciative of things that, you know, maybe they and I take for granted is the wrong term, but just maybe things that they've gotten used to, you know, a lot of bands that have been around for a long time, you can kind of just rely on them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, there's a new appreciation, uh, you know, for music and for art and all that stuff, which is always good coming from a fan's perspective, but even from I think artists feel reinvigorated, you know, I think everyone's mm-hmm. kind of feeling really good right now. So it's, it's kind of a cool time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a good album. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's, yeah. 
that's a weird thing to say, but it's been, I've been hearing, I've been, I've listened to it over a thousand times. And so I want, I just want people to fucking hear it so that I can get the, 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 the chakras clear. Like it's, it's, it's just like, I was looked, there was a point where I looked back and I was like, well, I'm so okay with, with my contribution musically, uh, the, the, the writing and maybe this is it. And then maybe this is like, this is the last one. And, and I'm, I'm proud of it. I could go out, you know, like Peyton Manning, fucking retire after a, after a, a, an MVP for performance. So there was that, it was coming to deal with that. And so, so now I gotta, I, I, I literally have to pretend like two year old songs are new to me. It's very, very yeah. fucking weird. I just want to go out and I just want to play them. And, and I have to keep reminding myself like, dude, I've already written and forgotten and relearned how to play this album twice. That's why I'm just, I, I don't even really have any expectations. I just think it's going to be possibly the best thing ever. I think live music is going to be bigger and better than it's ever been ever before. Um, but I don't know. So you just kind of hope and you sit back and you, and you, you let it unfold. Um, uh, October 22nd, it's hitting the streets. You know, I don't know. Does is, it hit streets? What does it hit even? I don't even know. If it, yeah. It, it still hits the streets, dude. It still right. hits the streets. It hits the dark web on the 21st, the 21st. Is okay. it's <laughs> All right. No, <laughs> it's, it's really fucking cool. I, the, 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 I think Andy's using one of the riffs for his his wrestling. Or I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet. Or but, oh, cool. Um, and uh, and uh, we just found out the other day that uh, we're gonna be on an NCIS when like a, when someone like walks into like a, a, a an apartment of like a murdered person. There's gonna be loud yeah. music on, and they're gonna go shut yeah. that off, and it's gonna be us on the on the. So that's cool. Um, yeah, that's man. pretty. Um, that, that's pretty fucking cool. That's nice. Those are always good emails to get. Hey guys, I got, a, I got a request for NCIS season <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I've never seen the show, but you know I'll be watching that night. Was it CBS? Yeah, man. I'll be the biggest no. fan. Is that what yeah. Ice T? I no, and Ice T is uh, Law and Order. Law, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's he's the pretty much the coolest planet. dude on the planet, dude. I, Ice yeah. T, he's he's the fucking best. What's that? Hey, hint, hint. What? Maybe we'll all be hanging out together one day soon. Oh, what? Maybe me, you, and Ice T will all be hanging out together one day this year. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, you yeah. know, Jordan, I, that's a that's a great place to, to stop for today, man. I, uh, you know, I really appreciate this conversation, and uh, you know, it's so cool checking in with you. Obviously, to talk about you know, the band and your artwork and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I really enjoy rapping about life with you too, my brother. We got uh, October 22nd, uh, Radical, the new double album, Every yeah. Time I Die, comes out. Uh, you can yeah. check out Post Boredom on YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, Tid wow. the Season, December 10th and 11th, right? Is that what that is? Yeah. Line yeah. up coming um, soon. Me, you know what? I don't know if you heard. But me, you, and Ice T could be hanging out soon. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I just take that for what it's worth. We got that. I think we got a November, December tour. I don't know if it got announced yet. Uh, then we're going to the uh, UK with you guys. Yeah. And we're gonna do another full US tour with Under Oath. Um, if you go, to, if you're in Buffalo and you want to Airbnb our fucking place, I'm probably gonna be painting a mural in the living room. I think you just gotta go there and fucking. Google. I don't even know how to use Airbnb. You just go and you type in the pit. Yeah, you got you the got pit. the link. You got the link on your Instagram, so they can oh, go. Right. They, okay. they can go. And dude, we need Jordan Buckley to give me jordanbuckley.com because I got so many fucking big plans. But what should I do if I can't get it? Like Jordan, Jordan, I I got nothing. I mean, I I, I think obviously it's going to be a long game for that guy. I feel like he's dug in pretty deep. Keep JBWW. Fuck the other Jordan Buckley. <laughs> no, fuck the other Jordan Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, my man. Jordan, I appreciate it, dude. Much love to you. Love uh, the you, band, Sorry if I rambled. Obviously. No, brother. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Uh, all right. I love you, Matt. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Oh, yeah. That's a wrap on episode 19, ladies and gentlemen. Huge shout out to our guest, Jordan Buckley. 
What an awesome dude. A lot of good energy coming out of that guy. A lot of crazy talent. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for your time. Uh, really appreciate the interview. You guys can follow him at Jordan Etid on Instagram. He's on Twitter as well. Uh, the band is Every Time I Die. Uh, if you don't know them, uh, you should at least, at the very least, give it a listen uh, because they are absolutely incredible. Uh, and if you are a fan of heavy music, you will not be disappointed. Um, you can also check out his art at jbww.com. That's jbww.com. Stands for Jordan Buckley Worldwide.com. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can follow me at 213 Matman. Obviously, you better be following at Sailor Jerry. Don't forget that Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum is made the old school way. 92 proof, bold and smooth as hell. We'll see you in a couple weeks for episode 20. Peace.